0: If you have your Bibles, turn to uh, the book of Daniel, which is going to be in the Old Testament. We're going to continue our, our series today on the hymns. We're going through the hymns of the church. And hopefully you have notes that have been uh, passed out. you got notes you can follow along. At the end of our service today, we're going we're to end singing, It Is Well With My Soul what a great hymn that is it's probably one of my favorite so we're gonna look into God's Word today and and, and, uh, discover how we can learn from the great hymns of the church if you have your Bibles turn to Daniel and you'll see it there in your notes if you don't have a Bible you can just read on the back of your notes you'll see I've provided the scriptures for you Daniel chapter 3 verse 16. Let me tell you a little bit. Thank you, Bruce. Let me tell you a little bit about the writer of It Is Well With My Soul. By the way, how many of you ever remember hearing It Is Well With My Soul? Anyone know that, that hymn? It's probably one of my, one of my favorites. Horatio Spatford, wrote the hymn in, in, in 1870. It's a long time ago, isn't it? It Is Well With My Soul. He was a a Presbyterian. He was a lawyer. He was a very successful businessman. In fact, he was working in law, but he was also working in real estate development. And in 1871, he had a young son, his first son, who many don't know this. He was four years old. AND HE DIED OF PNEUMONIA. FEW MONTHS AFTER THAT, THEY RESIDED IN THE CITY OF CHICAGO AND and, and, uh, uh, SOMEBODY'S COW KICKED OVER THE LAMP AND STARTED WHAT IS KNOWN AS THE CHICAGO FIRE. 300 PEOPLE WERE KILLED. Three square miles of Chicago was consumed by fire and 100,000 people were left homeless. And Horatio Spatford owned an enormous amount of real estate uh, in Chicago and lost almost all his money because of the Chicago fire. So he's already lost a son lost most of his money due to the Chicago fire. And he was trying to rebuild his business, trying to rebuild his life, and decided that he wanted to take a vacation. And he put his four daughters and wife on a luxurious uh, ship headed to Europe. They were going to take a week vacation, and they were going to take a week to go hear D.L. Moody preach the revival services over in London. About halfway over their trip, his four daughters and his wife, he stayed behind. He was going to follow them a few weeks later. And you know the story about halfway through that journey, their ship collided with an English vessel and 283 people were lost, including his four daughters. You think you got it bad? He's already lost a son. LOST HIS ENTIRE BUSINESS TO THE CHICAGO FIRE, REBUILDED HIS LIFE, AND NOW HIS FOUR DAUGHTERS PASS AWAY IN THAT GREAT TRAGEDY. HIS WIFE SURVIVED. SHE GOT BACK TO EUROPE, WROTE A TELEGRAM WITH ONLY TWO WORDS ON IT, SAVED ALONE. HE BOARDED THE NEXT SHIP, AND ABOUT HALFWAY on his journey, the captain one night came to Horatio's room, knocked on the door and said, Horatio, we believe that this is the spot where your daughters tragically passed away. And he got on the front of that ship and, and, and penned these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot that was taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. What a powerful song. What a powerful message. Most people don't know this. But several years later, after he penned this hymn, they would go on to have three more children. And their four-year-old son died. Just close your eyes and just think about that for a moment. Those of you that are parents, think about the magnitude of losing six children and yet still having the ability and the strength and the courage to pen these words, whatever my lot, Thou has taught me to say. Now, we're going to focus on that phrase right there just for a few moments. And and the reason I had you go to to Daniel is because Daniel and and the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came to my mind when I was studying this and and just thinking about what to say to you today. In that story in Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego they basically said, "King, we're not going to bow down to your ways and to your gods. The God we serve is able to to to, to rescue us, but even if He doesn't, we are still not going to bow to your king, and we're going to honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords." You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego had the same kind of spirit that Horatio Spatfor had, and that was what I call an it is well attitude. And so we're going to talk about that today. I love that phrase where he says, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Now, I'm hoping at the end of our service today, there's going to be a couple hundred people at Pine Castle United Methodist Church that is going to leave here, and when you go out of these doors to go face what you're facing, you're going to have the same kind of attitude that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. You're going to have the same kind of attitude that Horatio Spatford had, that you are going to say, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. So that when someone comes up to you tomorrow and says to you, how's it going? You're going to say, it is well. Life's not perfect. I've got issues. I've got bills to pay. I'm feeling a little bad. I'm not sure about my future. But I've been taught that whatever my lot, I'm going to declare it is well with my soul. And so you're not going to respond and say, oh, things are going good. You're going to respond like I am. It is well. I call it the it is well attitude. And I want to have that. Watch this. My attitude and my perspective is not based on what I'm going through. Because what I love about the hymns And what I love about this story is that Horatio had gone through it church, six kids lost, his business gone, yet something down deep inside of his heart taught him to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Now, Here's what I want to focus on, and we're not going to get to all four points, so don't panic. We're just going to get to point number one here just for a moment. Some of you are so relieved when I say that. Oh, thank God he's not going to go through all four points. It is well with my soul because, and here's the first point that I want to talk about today. Here it is. It's it's in your notes. And by the way, how many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. It is well with my soul, here it is, because purpose is revealed For every spoken word. Now what do I mean by that? That hymn that Horatio Spatford wrote, he says, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say. It is well. It is well with my soul. I want to talk to you for the next few moments about the power of words. If you're a mom... If you're a dad, if you're a business leader, if you're a grandpa and a grandma, I want you to catch hold of this thought. When you have an it is well attitude, you are very careful with the words that you speak. And Horatio penned it so beautifully. Whatever my lot, thou has taught me to say it is well It is well with my soul. Do you know that the God that we have just spent a few minutes worshiping is a God that speaks things into existence? In Genesis chapter 1, it says, And God said, what? Let there be light. And what happened? Light. Words are a powerful force. And if we're going to be like our creator, if we're going to be more like God, our father, we have got to be a people that value the power of words. And Horatio said, I've lost my business, I've lost my kids, but one thing I have learned, Father, God, you have taught me to say, it is well with my soul how many know that if anyone had the right to complain it was Horatio Spafford but he learned a valuable principle and that is the value of words and not just words that you think in your mind words that you speak with your mouth because when you speak words they carry power and weight and what I learned from this hymn is that Horatio Spatifer understood the power of words because he says, you have taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul. You know that it says in Matthew chapter 12 that one day we are going to be held accountable for every word we speak. and. If you're like me, sometimes we get a little lazy with our words. And the words we speak create things. When you speak words, there is life, the Bible says. There is power in the, in, in the spoken word. And Horatio Spatford said... Although I'm going through this terrible situation, although I've lost my business and my children, you have taught me to say it is well. It is well with my soul. What was he doing? He was using the power of words to speak life into a hopeless situation. And whatever your lot is, you can do one of two things here this morning, church. You can spend time complaining and moaning and groaning, and speaking negative words, or you can be like Horatio and say, you have taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And when you speak those words, those words are powerful, and they create your future. God, help us to be very, very wise in the words that we speak. We're held accountable. The Bible says for every careless. That word there means lazy words. How many of you know it's real easy sometimes to get lazy in your words, and you say things, and they slip out. And those words that you speak have power and they have life. Let me tell you about a lady I encountered about three weeks ago. Now this was before the big Corona virus that had consumed the United States. I got on flight 1903 from Atlanta to Orlando. Many of you know I've been with my family who, who's been going through a medical situation with my son Austin. I'm flying back and forth from Atlanta to, to Orlando. So I got on flight 1903 and I'm sitting in, in, in seat 19B and there's 19C next to me. Now I walk onto the plane and the first thing I noticed was that the person next to me had, and I mean watered down, I mean watered down the entire seat that they had. I thought someone had spilled a a bottle of water. The entire seat had been wiped down, and it was dripping with sanitizer. So I sit down next to the seat, and suddenly this lady sits next to me, and she was covered from head to toe in surgical outfit. Mask, head, feet, entire body. She was, now, she had just watered down and wiped down her entire seat. She gave me a funny look because I didn't have a mask on. <laughs> and then she proceeds to sit down with an entire surgical outfit on sitting next to me. She called someone in Orlando, and I heard her say these words. She was complaining about the fight being full. And she said something to this effect. Yeah, the flight is completely full. And when I land in Orlando, I'm probably going to be sick. Can I tell you what happened to that woman when she landed in Orlando? She was probably sick. Why? Because she spoke those words and those words have weight that's why the bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue Amen. and when she landed in the city of orlando the city beautiful chances are she got sick because she spoke those words words have power. That's why Jesus said in his word, be careful what you say because you will be held accountable for every word that is spoken. Now this is what I want us to do. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever you're faced with, I want you to learn from Horatio Spatford and I want you to to begin to declare and speak words, whatever your lot is, thou hast taught me to say, it is well it is well with my soul. It's not deny, de- uh, uh, de- 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 sorry about that, denying reality. <laughs> couldn't get that out there for a second. <laughs> it's speaking life into situations. It's speaking life over your kids. It's speaking life over your finances. It's speaking life over your health. There is power in words. Sure How many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. amen. Let me take you to a couple of scriptures that. I, wanted, I want to talk about just for a few moments I got this revelation this really really powerful revelation go to uh, go to Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 how many are still with me let me hear an amen, amen. Romans chapter 10 uh, 12 Re- revelation yes I'm not as confused as, as you think I am today <laughs> Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. I'll wait just a moment for you to get there. Revelation chapter 10, verse 12. We've heard this scripture so many times. So I, Revelation 12, right? Verse 10. Yes. Actually, I'm really confused. Go to verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. How many has ever heard that scripture before? They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by by the word of their testimony. How many of you are here today and you want to overcome you want to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You want to be like Horatio. You want to be able to declare whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say. It is well, it is well with my soul. Well, the Bible says here in Revelation that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now watch this just for a moment. When it means they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, that is the work that Jesus Christ has done for us on Calvary's cross. How many would be thankful for the work that Jesus did on the cross? The blood of the lamb, that's the work that Jesus does. But watch this. We get to join with Jesus and walk that overcoming life when we do our part. And our part is to speak words of life. Watch this. Christ has already done on Calvary's cross the work that gives us victory. By the blood of the Lamb, we are victorious, but we are also joining with him in that victory by declaring with our mouth and with our words and with the words of our testimony, it is well with my soul. See, your part is to speak the words. Christ's part has already been done on Calvary's cross. You overcome difficult situations, health issues, financial problems because of what Christ has done on the cross, but also your part is the word of our testimony, speaking words of life and health and hope and blessing. We overcome by what Christ has done on the cross, but also by what we say with our mouths. Do you get that this morning? The work's already been done. We just need to back it up with words that are positive, words filled with life, words filled with hope, speaking God's word because when you speak like our Father, it creates things. And Horatio understood the power of the spoken word. We overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. God, raise up men and women. Raise up people in this church that will speak words of life and hope and destiny. It is well. It is well with my soul. Can I get an amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. I'm going to take you to one other scripture. It says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth that word they're corrupt means rotten don't let any rotten words come out of your mouth now I got home this this week and I found a I found a a rotten banana in our kitchen (laughs) I need my wife really bad at our house (laughs) things are going to pot at the George house without my wife Tammy now you wouldn't think of eating this rotten piece of fruit, would you? But many times, yeah, you might might make a smoothie with it. (laughs) Many times, Ephesians chapter 4 says, don't let anything that's rotten come out of your mouth. Don't let anything that's corrupt come out of your mouth. And many times, we speak words that are rotten, that are corrupt. And we're not going to live a life of overcoming if we are allowing words that are not uplifting and powerful to come out of our mouths. Moms, if I were you, I'd be careful what you say. Dads, if I were you, I'd be careful what you say. Why? Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And as bad as things may be for you today, you can still speak life and hope and declare, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. We'll take you to one more scripture. Bruce, if you can go to the keyboard. Go to Colossians in the, in the New Testament. We're going to end up with one verse of scripture. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. How many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. amen. Now, I know some of you are saying, all right, Pastor Scott, I'm going to speak positive words over the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I'm going to speak positive words over the 49ers. Life and death. Are in the power of the tongue. Speak life. Speak grace. Speak words of hope and destiny. Colossians chapter 4. Now, as you came in today, you were handed a small little packet of salt. Do you have your salt? Ushers, help me out if you can. Everyone gets a gift today from Pastor Scott. Another gift from your pastor who loves you. Mike, come down the aisle in the balcony. Everybody get you a little packet of salt. Now, the good news is that you're going to get more than just one packet. When you leave in the lobby, there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of packets of salt that you're going to be given. And I want you to take at least four or five of them. That's my gift to you. God bless you. <laughs> Packet of salt. Once again, this is low budget, high impact. The finance team is delighted to see that I pulled off another great illustration for $3.99. Get your packet of salt. Colossians chapter 4. Let's go, let's start at verse 5. It says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations or let your words be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. See, I'm giving you this little packet of salt to remind you that this week what needs to come out of your mouth is words that uplift, words that build, words that are seasoned with grace. Why? Because people are counting on you and on me. Not to be Debbie Downer, speaking all the bad things that are taking place in our country. How many know we got a lot of bad things taking place in our country? It would be appropriate at times to complain about our leadership in Washington, D.C. The Greek word for that up there is a mess. (laughs) You could be like Horatio and, 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 and focus on all the bad things that have happened in your business with your kids. But I'm praying that this week God will raise up people that are wise with their words and they season their words with grace and a little pinch of salt. Now, some of you here today, and we don't have many of these, but I'm, I'm going to give you a, a whole shaker <laughs> to take with you. To remind you that when you're speaking with someone, every word season with salt. Every spoken word has value. i got to be careful. You're leaning on the job, and you've got people that are, are, are looking to you. You just don't go into a meeting and just blurt out stuff. Why? Because our conversations need to be seasoned with a little bit of salt. I grilled some pork chops Friday night. And isn't it amazing that just a little bit of salt Changes the entire meal. Not, not a lot, but just a, tap, just a little bit of salt can change an entire meal and it can change the direction of your children. It can change the destiny of your grandkids. It can change the, 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 the direction of a country if we're wise with our words. And I'm afraid that many of us at times, we just get lazy. We get careless. Rotten things come out of our mouth, and we need to be careful to make sure that every word that is spoken brings life, hope, and destiny. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to take this packet of salt with you, and I want you to put it in your pocket. And when you go to work tomorrow, you're gonna to be reminded. Right, just don't, just don't mouth off. Just don't say what first first thing comes to your mind. Make sure that your conversation is seasoned with grace and a little bit of salt. You'll be amazed how the culture begins to change when we, like Horatio, have been taught by our Heavenly Father, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. Can I tell you how many times I've laid hands on my son, Austin? When he was on his deathbed he was very, very, very careful to speak words of purpose, words of destiny, words of healing. And hundreds of times I would walk into that room, I'd lay my hands on his body, and I would speak. God, I thank you that my son's healed. God, I thank you by the... Through the blood of Jesus, my son, is well and restored. I could not be careless. I could not be lazy. I could not afford for rotten words to come out of my life. Why? Because words carry weight, and they're powerful. And your family, and your business, and your wife, and your husband are counting on you today to make sure that your words are seasoned with a little bit of grace and a little bit of salt. Speak words of life.